What up, foodies and podcast lovers? I'm Jamie Arroyo, Asset CEO. And I'm Kirsten, Assets Marketing Manager. It's our pleasure to welcome you to episode five of our podcast. In this week's episode, we have a mouthwatering treat in store for you as we sit down with Jermaine Smith, the talented co-owner of Spice King's Kitchen. Known for its bold flavors and unique cuisine, Spice King's Kitchen has become a local sensation for Lancastrians and tour musicians. Jermaine's passion for cooking and his dedication to serving the community through his culinary expertise make this episode an absolute must listen. So get ready to savor the flavor of success with Jermaine Smith. So you started Spice Kings October 2nd of mm. 2020, yeah. uh, global pandemic. What made you want to start going right off the bat? Let's start a business. Everything's going crazy. What's going um, on? <laughs> so actually before the pandemic, this is like the end of 2019. Um, I had an idea to get in the wedding industry mm. um, and have this umbrella of things. You have a decorator, you'll have uh, catering, which mm. was going to be my new thing because I always like to cook. And, you know, DJs, sound lighting, you know, et cetera. And I was just going to like, uh, what do you call it? Um when you get when you hire other people, it's like a yeah, outsource. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. like outsource everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So, um, but the catering thing was a new thing I was gonna do. So, and I was seeing a lot of other cities like Atlanta, Houston. It was like guys who just love to cook, cooking out of their kitchen. And two years later, they got their own restaurant because mm -hmm. they created a name. So, created the name Spice Kings and. uh my nephew at the time, he lived in Vegas and, um, you know, he went to Cordon Bleu. So, you know, he always cooked as well. And um, I'm like, yo, man, we should we should keep this Spice Th Kings thing going, you know, and maybe look for like a food truck or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came down for Thanksgiving. We kind of brainstorming because the page had already blew up before anything like mm. i was literally cooking out of my home kitchen wow. and the page is blowing up they're like oh where are you guys located <laughs> and this uh, is an instagram page this right? is instagram yeah, page. From instagram. like straight from wow. instagram i didn't put my name on it i just start posting and mm -hmm. adding people and it started blowing up people were inquiring and i didn't say anything i just kept like coming soon coming mm -hmm. soon that was like i just kept saying coming soon yeah. i didn't give any info and the page just start people start following people I know and I'm like it could turn into something mm -hmm. and then before you know it the pandemic happened I'm like mm -hmm. yo places are closing down we might want to you know and then I wasn't working you know I work construction so I wasn't working so I had time to you know look at stuff and brainstorm and and I kept the post going throughout this time mm -hmm. and then we end up uh scoring uh a gig at um reverb and reading yeah okay. so and that's just off the page wow. like we didn't have a kitchen or anything so uh they hired us because you know at the time certain bars they couldn't serve people unless they had food mm -hmm. so we were outside on the patio i had my propane wow. griddle um i had a a fryer and we was slanging food like that. <laughs> Y'all was cooking outside. Yeah, yeah we was cooking it. outside. Yeah. We had my girl at the time. She was the cashier. Mm -hmm. Me and my nephew working the, and we was 
making a killing. Yeah. And then um, we had done this like three or four times. And, um, you know, places were closing down. Yeah. So I was driving past. <laughs> funny story. <laughs> I was leaving um, child support court. <laughs> 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 and, you know, I had my shirt on or whatever, you know, trying to look professional. And um, I'm driving past. I'm coming from downtown, turn on Prince Street. I've been seeing this place available, yeah. but there's no signage, mm. no for lease, no nothing. So driving past, even if I'm not, you know, going that way, I'm going to still drive past, yeah. nothing. So that day after court, um, I walked up to the mailbox. There's, you know, there's tenants upstairs. And um, I put like 20 bucks in the uh, thing and said like, hey, if you can get me the information for your landlord, you know, and I'll I'll pay you more. <laughs> if I if I score it. Yeah. So um literally that was Thursday. The next day, driving to reverb calls me, hey, the space is available when you want to come see it. We go see it Monday. By Friday we sign the lease. Wow. So that's just to show that like having government buildings located downtown spurs entrepreneurship. So that, <laughs> that's the lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I actually know Jermaine personally, uh, probably for 20 plus years. Um, uh, I met Jermaine when I was 14 years old, mm -hmm. freshman in high school, when mm -hmm. you just moved from Cleveland to Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm going to start off with this story because I could probably tell your superhero origin story, but <laughs> I want you to do it. But I want to start, I have to start off with this story. So we're 14 years old and this is how I knew Jermaine was just like eventually going to start his own food business, right? So we've been doing probably an annual Super Bowl party, you know where this is going, mm -hmm. uh, for the last 20, 20 years. And, you know, he comes over to my house with the other group of friends uh, when we were 14 to watch the Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm thinking chips, wings, you know, pizza, something mm -hmm. simple. Jermaine uh, brings over his own uh, ingredients, meat, all types of stuff. Goes to my parents and is just like, yeah, can I can I cook in your kitchen? No way. And my parents are looking around like, like this guy, this yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's about to burn down my kitchen. <laughs> But just starts chefing it up and yeah. makes his own special dip that wow. to this day, every year for the Super Bowl, we have this special dip that Jermaine made since we were 14. Um, and here he is owning a restaurant. So uh, a little bit flash, or I guess blast flashback. from the past, flashback <laughs> uh, of Jermaine when he first started getting into it. So tell us a little bit about your superhero origin story. You know, what made you want to get into the restaurant business and your journey through entrepreneurship? Okay, so uh, the dip was named the secret formula Ooh, okay. a couple of people know what it is you know friends of the family and uh it originates from my aunt um like right before everybody pretty much moved from cleveland my aunt she moved to vegas we moved to lancaster and um i kind of left with that i had like three main recipes like when i was coming to visit my sister i'll make chicken parm I'm 14 making chicken parm. Some of the best chicken parm too. And, uh, <laughs> the secret formula and probably quesadillas, which was easy, but you know, and that was like Light the flex. three things yeah, that, you I know, barely make cereal. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like my three main things and I perfected them, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, as far as like entrepreneurship, um, I feel like I started, I got an early start. Um, Again, right before I left Cleveland, my older cousin, like, I don't know how we got so close because he's so much older than me. 
And um, I was like 14, like 12 to 14. He was like coming to pick me up, to pick his kids up, to take his girl to work. And we just listen to music. And, you know, he had books. He's the only person I remember who had like books of CDs. And every, like before we left my family home, uh, my grandma's house, he had crates and crates of records. Mm -hmm. Like from back in the, I never known him as an active DJ then, but he just always had music. So he kind of inspired me to start DJing. So like Mm -hmm. he showed me, um, Originally, he mixed these two, in which they are the same sample. It was a Shanti Foolish and Biggie, One More Chance. Mm. Same beat. Mm-hmm. And I was just so amazed by that. So that kind of started me like, yo, I want to DJ. Yeah. That was sick. So I moved up here. Um, my first year here, I asked my mom for turntables. I bought my own mixer with like working at my brother's car lot. And I bought my mixer. He bought my first couple records. Knows history from there. So like that year, that was tenth grade, I believe. And uh, my first gig was May, and I got the stuff in Christmas time. Mm. So um, you know, that was my first time making money off of just playing music. Yeah. You know, I had. I wish I can hear how bad it was back then, but <laughs> you know, everybody lied and said it was good, but. <laughs> probably not but um you know that's where it started and then like i started throwing house parties um you know i was making money i was giving money to my mom for mm. bills you know because she let me have these people in our living room <laughs> to have a house party no way you know but you having them at your house mm-hmm. Get out of so here. i was having house parties like in the summertime you know everybody and I may or may not have been there. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the, uh, yeah. the flashback uh, pictures from those. Yeah. <laughs> There's no footage. <laughs> no footage. No found footage. There was no phones back then, so yeah. let's see. Yeah. Free um, social media. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's kind of like where I feel like it, it trained me for what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, I had to, I made sure that I never missed anybody's event you know like mm-hmm. if they call me and say hey i need you for this date like i made sure whatever it was i'm never still to this day i've never missed the event for anything so yeah. you know like that's part of you know running a business now like you have to you know stick to your guns on what you say you're gonna do especially yeah. if people watching on instagram or whatever like you gotta go I want to say balls to the wall, (laughs) you know, just make sure you make it happen. And, you know, I feel like those younger ventures helped me, you know, to the entrepreneur I am today. Yeah. And also with my, you know, work in construction, you know, I was like a big part of that company and just seeing certain things like putting in orders for materials, making material lists. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. even if I wasn't, um, the foreman on the job, you know, yo, go do this, go make a list for this. Or, you know, I tell them, yo, we need this. Same thing with the restaurant. Like Mm -hmm. you got to make sure you have what you need for the day in order to operate. If you don't have stuff that looks bad on, you know, your business. Mm -hmm. So just certain things coming up, I feel like it trained me for what I do now. And then also I feel like sports was a huge thing you know as far as discipline you Mm -hmm. know 
lot of times I don't want to get up <laughs> and go to the restaurant or got to run to the stores or whatever. But, you know, I remember Coach Kamara, you know, he was like, um, fourth quarter, you know, balls to the wall <laughs> and you put your fours up. So it's like, you know, fourth quarter, you know, even when you don't feel like doing something, you you got to bring it home because, you know, people are watching you and people that reflects your business. Yeah. So that was just like towards your thing and how I became an entrepreneur and what really, you know, got me going <laughs> and you know, what prepared me for this lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious just cause I know personally, like, you know, you come from a family of entrepreneurs as well. So mm -hmm. your brother-in-law Houston, who owned a car lot that we used to hang out with mm -hmm. <laughs> as kids and hang out at as kids. Um, how has that influenced you in your entrepreneur journey? Uh, it was, he was actually a huge influence and, in, you know, a lot of things I do like, um, you know, me coming up here in the beginning, like he got me started, you know, working at his lot and um, installing systems and radios and cars. Like I, I know how to do that till this day. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the saying they say when you teach a person how to fish, mm -hmm. whatever. They'll but eat forever or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much what he did. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like if the restaurant closed tomorrow, God forbid, you know, I can go install radios or yeah. you know and i feel like that kind of started my construction um career you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like just being hands-on and know how to cut wood and you know there's apprenticeships for that for years to learn how to do that and i kind of got a head start yeah. at a young age mm -hmm. so those type of things i feel like is is very important you know when you have your own kids like just teaching them the basics yeah. you know just like i see a lot of kids like you know, that came through the restaurant, you know, as dishwashers or whatever, mm -hmm. like, you know, just um, body mechanics and just learning how to structure your day, and you know, what to do first, mm -hmm. you know, certain things like that. If you do that at a young age, it'll be easy coming up to, you know, starting your own business or mm -hmm. working for somebody else, you know, like, man, he's quick on his feet. He knows because you start, you know, you were prepared and I feel like I was prepared for certain things. I don't know how or why, but you know, those certain things prepared it, prepared me for it, you know. Yeah, you could tell the, just the different areas that you talked about, whether it was construction, um, you know, learning to place orders, like there's a lot of transferable skills mm -hmm. that you start to take with you, which is kind of the thing you see with entrepreneurs is yep. that they'll they might start one business and even if that business doesn't succeed, they're able to take those skill set, that skill set and go on right to the next business yep. um, yeah. because it's all transferable. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see that even through these different career shifts, you've been able to use those right. skills and put that in your toolbox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And that's what you see with uh, like the other guests we've had on the podcast. Uh, some of the things they said mm -hmm. was like, be a sponge or they've talked about how they've just learned in any situation or environment they've been in. Um, and that's just really um, important if you're going to be an entrepreneur. You're always learning. Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at the environment that you're you're in, but also looking at within to see how you can evolve from the you know from one situation. You started out as a DJ. You went from cooking on the sidewalk. Now you have a brick and mortar restaurant. You know, so mm -hmm. it's just levels, and you're just always graduating. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So tell us. Um the first few months of business you're you know started in the middle of a pandemic mm -hmm.
things seem to have been taken off. You know, you're seeing some success and you've been able to pivot in real time. What started uh, to happen and what were some of the challenges you saw along the way? Um, the biggest challenge, um, still to this day, I feel like the size of the kitchen we got mm -hmm. um, couldn't really hold up to the volume of people we had. You know, like we had a line around the corner. Wow. Um, and, you know, like it's it's been a thing like your wait time because like, hey. We we got two fryers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only so many fries we can yeah. put in, bro. But um I feel like that was the biggest thing. Um also employees, you know, keeping pe people that's consistent. Mm -hmm. Um and I've heard before I even opened like yo, you're going to go through a lot of people and that's what we've been doing. So it's kind of like hard trying to keep a certain standard, you know, when you don't have somebody under your wing to help you keep that standard right, or somebody right. that I always say, and I still haven't found it to this day, somebody who cares about the brand just as much as you. They don't, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to, they don't have to care about the business, but just care, you know, be down with the brand. Like, yo, I want y'all to, you know, I want this to be, and I, and I would definitely let them showcase like, yo, come up with a special next week. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And let, you know, and just let them rock. But I haven't found that yet. But mm -hmm. I feel like that was a huge challenge in the beginning. Yeah. So it's like, you know, draining me and my partner. Man, <laughs> we need a break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, at the beginning, just got to thug it out right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and get it done. But I feel like that was the biggest thing. And it's it's still a challenge to this day. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like we went through a bunch of different stages of uh, challenges. like. The biggest, like, it was great in the beginning because, like, we were <laughs> doing crazy numbers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, over time, you know, we slowed down a little bit, which was good. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you can give out better quality food. Like, I even heard, like, a couple restaurants, um, they don't like to have a lot of people. Wow, okay. You know, because their quality, you know, they like to take their time. Mm -hmm. Slice the... Right. sashimi or whatever right. you know what i'm saying like it takes time <laughs> it takes a lot of time to do that and right. skills so it's like you know they they want to have a decent amount of numbers mm -hmm. but you know when you're getting slammed all the time you can't keep up right. and you're gonna run out of stuff and you know that was another thing in the beginning we was running out of stuff we didn't have that much storage mm -hmm. so i was like all right we sold out for the day which is good mm -hmm. you know i'm not complaining but right. you know it's time to expand. That's mm -hmm. what I was like, you know, and it's, you know, and then we're just going through certain things like inflation, mm -hmm. you know, price of food is three times. Like I remember we were buying cans of crab meat for like lump crab for like eight bucks a can, you know, so we were able to keep up. Yeah, yeah. Was good. Then it got up to like $24 a can. Wow. And I'm like, and mind you, we didn't change our price in our mm -hmm. fries, mm -hmm. our crab fries. So it's like we in, we eventually sat down with somebody because we seen the change. I'm like, yo, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, people already saying that our prices is high. And he was like, yo, y'all losing money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we had to change the price. And, you know, and we was just like, look, if people want to eat good food, <laughs> they just gonna have to pay for it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and it's not like we're beating people over the head. It's like you know we're we're giving a fair price, yeah. and you know, so that was kind of a challenge. Just like 
trying to maneuver because it's my first time owning a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the pricing and then, you know, now it's like, like I said earlier, off camera, people don't have as much money as the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not spending as much money. And, it's, and I know it's not just us. It's like I've seen a couple people online post about their businesses not doing as well in this year because you know i don't know we in a recession right <laughs> uh, not not officially but yeah, not officially <laughs> yeah. but i i feel it <laughs> for sure like mm-hmm. looking at you know how people spend their money yeah. even me like <laughs> the pandemic definitely humbled me you know I, I used to buy a little flashy stuff here and there but like since the pandemic i was like yo that that don't mean nothing yeah like, it's not important i'm a target guy now <laughs> hey, I love Target. Used to be Neiman, used to be Neiman Marcus. Now I'm at yeah. Target. You know, hey, nothing wrong with Target. Yeah, Target. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And since you're in the restaurant world, and you got to deal with fluctuating pricing and stuff like that, how do you stay creative? Because cooking and being in the restaurant world, it's a creative space environment where you have to constant, constantly be evolving. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the space whether it's the menu whether it's the pricing like how do you stay up to how do you how do you keep up with that or stay creative um so i feel like how we built a brand me and my partner um is just trying to have things that's not accessible in the area mm. you know like there's no pretty much only one other crab boil spot and that's um a spot on Oregon Pike or Little Pike. But other than that, can't get crab boys unless you go to Harrisburg mm-hmm. or Philly or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, we have to have them. <laughs> we yeah. got to get it. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody is doing that. And then that's, we want we want to stay Instagrammable. So, mm-hmm. you know, for example, um, the ramen crab boil bowls, you know, that was like a huge viral thing on mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Why not start them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you know, just trial and error with recipes and it's it's an art, you yeah. know, just creating. And then we, you know, come up with a price like, hey, we, we're using this much of um, noodles, which is nothing. Then shrimp, how much is, a, you know, how much is shrimp costing us for yeah. six or seven shrimp? And then that's kind of how we just like create and we'll create it on a Friday. We'll launch it on Tuesday. Mm, and, oh, okay. You know, so. It's, it's really that easy or, yo, I'm just going to go to the grocery store and grab a few things. Like, yeah. This week, I, I kind of wanted to do, um, uh, I seen like in San Francisco, a uh, huge Vietnamese dishes like garlic noodles, which is like spaghetti and then a couple like butter, garlic and a couple Asian seasonings. Mm-hmm. But it's cra- it's like the biggest thing there. So yeah. I'm like. <laughs> it's easy spaghetti yeah. noodles is cheap no so burner. like just trying to you know just do your research and that's what anything like even with dj and i've i've done uh a backyard boogie where it was straight classic rock okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like i don't know really much about classic rock but i know you can go to apple mm-hmm. you'll see like the top 100 classic rock and you just you know do your homework yeah you know, it's with anything. You learn how to do your homework. You do your research. You got that playlist, and you see how the people react to yeah. it. So, vice versa. You know, see how people react to me just posting 
the boil or if I do the garlic noodles, you know, how people react to it depends on how long I'm going to keep it on the on the menu. Yeah. Like we recently did a uh, buffalo chicken egg rolls. Okay. I didn't really know how it was going to go, but it is start is on the menu now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because people were buying it yeah. so much. And I'm like, all right, this is something. Yeah, yeah th <laughs> this is something we can keep on. Right. Here, you know, so that's kind of answer your question. That's how we. You know, try to stay fresh and keep new things on the menu. Yeah. Because if we don't, you know, we're just going to fizzle out like a, like a lot of other people. Yeah. So we got to, you know, stay fresh, new sauces, new, and then it's how you promote it too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like how you guys have like the concept of a test kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I like like ice cream uh, brands like Ben and Jerry's. They have like the test kitchen mm -hmm. and people are playing around with the flavors mm -hmm. and people on the team mm -hmm. are testing the flavors trying to figure out, okay, is this good? Is this good or not? So I like mm -hmm. how you guys do that. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that you said the turnaround was just a couple days. Like you'll mm -hmm. test the recipe out and then it's on the menu ready to be sold mm -hmm. with, within a matter of days. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll start off as like a special and then, we'll, okay. and then like, all right, is it selling enough to keep on the menu? Yeah. yeah let's do it. Yeah. I like it goes that. to the sense of like speed and, you know, uh, what's it better is done than perfect or mm -hmm. was it done is better than perfect yeah right mm -hmm. so yeah. it's just yeah. like let's test this let's get it out um there's also something you said that's uh, i never realized it till now but the way you would dj right is mm -hmm. you would listen to the audience and mm -hmm. what the audience wants so didn't matter the didn't matter the genre mm -hmm. but you were just vibing off what the audience did and you do that with food yeah mm -hmm. based on like what do the people want and mm -hmm. i can could put that to get that dish together right yeah Yep. So yeah, that's that's pretty much like that's what Spice Kings is. Like we, what the people want. What's on TikTok? You know, I'm online usually when I'm on the toilet, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, that's when you know. Before you know, that's when men you know come up with their greatest thoughts <laughs> so, in the shower on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, in the shower on the toilet, like you're just thinking and. You know, I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, yo, I just seen this. And I'll text DeMonte, like, yo, we got to do this, Joy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it works, you know, most of the time. Yeah. So that's a... Data-informed research. There you go. <laughs> Data-informed products. That's uh... a... <laughs> exactly. It looks different from everybody. So, yeah, yeah. you know, but Love it works it. for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty cool that yeah. you you mentioned your partner. That mm -hmm. it's cool to also have a partner that's open to these cool, different, out of the box mm -hmm. ideas. Because mm -hmm. like sometimes you hear stories about business partners that one is like straight and narrow. They have not like not a creative mind. Like what's mm -hmm. the the right brain? The right side of the brain yeah. is non creative, mm -hmm. and the left is more creative. Yeah. Is that how it is? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Like usually it's one partner's one way, yeah. and one partner's like, let's do this. Let's mm -hmm. let's do this crazy thing yeah. and but it's cool that both you guys seem to be in sync with let's think out about out of the box and mm -hmm. yeah let's try it out yeah for yeah. sure well he's my nephew so okay yeah, yeah. so it, it runs in the family <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> this episode is built by cargis systems cargis is an employee-owned software company offering business software implementation support and customization since 1988 Driven by its purpose of shared success, Cargis gives back to the Lancaster community through STEM initiatives, art programs, event sponsorships, and more. Visit Cargis.com to see what makes Cargis a reliable software partner and one of PA's best places to work. So what were some cool, you know, uh, you guys opened up during the pandemic? What were some cool 
achievements that has happened since you guys have been open that you're like, whoa, we did that. That's awesome. Um, I would say the biggest is uh, we catered for Roddy Rich on, on tour. Okay. Um, he was on the Post Malone tour. Um, so how that happened is there's like um, what do you call it? Like kind of like the media team, like the you know the guys that go on tour with them, mm-hmm. like the the stage managers yeah. and stuff like that. You know they they work at Rock Lidditz. right? Right. So they said they were on Yelp or whatever, and they just seen us on there. They pulled up and they was like, yo, it was like, they was probably like 15 deep. Wow. Whole <laughs> oh, entourage. Yeah. yeah. So, food up in the restaurant. Yeah. Just... And you know, they travel for work mm-hmm. and um, they was like, man, they they pretty much came like two, three times a week. Wow. And um, the manager of the tour at the time, he was like, yo, I'm bringing uh, Roddy Rich down. Well, he's going to be here. And um, I was like, for real? So he was like, yeah. And um this orders for him actually mm. he's at the the room i'm taking it back to him i was like wow like this was like a thursday yeah so uh i guess he liked the food enough um my partner my nephew called me like yo you're not gonna believe roddy rich is sitting in our restaurant right now. <laughs> i was like you shut up <laughs> Yo, i'll turn the corner him and his guys are literally standing out front of the wow. restaurant just like chilling like they got like a, a black truck mm-hmm. and um just hanging out like they <laughs> they live there yeah. you know what i'm saying and um he was sitting down he ate um he was like four or five guys and he stood there for like three hours like you know not he ate his food yeah. they're just chilling yeah, just taking pictures out. with customers oh, yeah. Yeah. say he's a slow eater i get you know because yeah. they're 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 working you yeah know? so yeah. Was, they probably have free time i don't know but um and we sat down and talked to him he was like yo yeah um i got a tour coming up you know and i'm thinking whatever you <laughs> <laughs> just you know and he was like no nah, i'm gonna get with you so um we reached out and he was like yo just send me your menu okay and a couple months later he was like yo um i got you locked in for dc and philly wow and i was like word so <laughs> We uh we actually shut down the restaurant and and went out there and did it. I was like, yo, that's a once in a lifetime, you know. Definitely. I mean, you know, maybe I think it'll happen again, you know. But um, there you go, manifest that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, before we went there, we actually had Trina, from, okay, from Miami. She came in the restaurant. We actually closed the curtains and served her entourage and the people she was with. Wow. Which that was a that was pretty big. Um. But I would say the the Roddy Rich, like we had backstage pages, we had the wristbands, we could literally go anywhere in the arena. Yeah. Like we set up the green room, you know, put out the Schaefer's mm-hmm. and, you know, they served themselves and the guys came in. And a uh, funny story, um, Post Malone, he, he has like 30 security guards like you can't even see him you'll just see like the top of his head <laughs> yeah because he has so that's many how security you walk around too, so. yeah, yeah. Very, very security deep <laughs> and um i was like yo you want some food and he was like what you got and he was like henny wings and i was like what he acted like he wanted to turn around but yeah. 
he looked like he was high out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would be surprised. <laughs> but, you know, just being in that space mm-hmm. and having that opportunity was was yeah. top flight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, so and we got paid good on that for the two dates. Um we also did uh I don't know if you know Benny the Butcher and J.I. the Prince. Okay. We um we catered food for them too at Clipper Magazine Stadium. Okay. So we we trying to keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, that's a good look. You mm-hmm. never know. We hey, I wanna buy your brand <laughs> or something, you know, or yeah. I wanna franchise. And that's pro I, I think we have a franchisable brand, if that's mm-hmm. a word, you know, but it's just getting in the room with the right people to, to get it going. Yeah. Just your average celebrity <laughs> chef, just casually flexing <laughs> yeah, on us. Celebrity uh, chef is it, definitely yeah. on the resume. Yeah. yeah. So you talked a little bit about some aspirations, but where do you think Spice Kings can go from here? Um, I think as hard as we want to work it, I mean, it's, it's literally, you know, it's, it's like getting on the tour. It's like, you know, the behind the scenes, what it, like the administrative part of it, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah, yeah. Like that, you know, doing those type of things mm-hmm. is what's going to make it happen mm-hmm. or not make it happen. You know, yeah. you know, I always think of the, the saying, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. So if you don't reach out and network and talk to people and just say like, say what's on your mind, and mm-hmm. they can either say yes or no, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so. I feel like doing those type of things, like when I put the money in the mailbox, you know, yeah. that made it happen. If yeah. I would have never did that, who knows where Spice Kings would have been, right. you know? Actually, we had a place locked in, but they didn't have a hood system, so it was going to be hard. But, you know, like if if you don't apply pressure, you know, it's it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know, so. It's definitely a, like a hustler's mentality when definitely. it comes to entrepreneurship, right? It's yeah. just like, Take going out on a limb, taking risks, and putting yourself out there, and sometimes that's super uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you don't take those micro risks, those steps, you don't know where where yeah. you'll end up. So I definitely didn't have that twenty to give him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jermaine yeah. gave him a twenty, but like the sign for the landlord was right there. Yeah. Just like <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. They say what um, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michael Scott. I mean, no, wrong person. <laughs> I don't o- actually- office reference, office <laughs> reference. All right, all right, tough crowd. <laughs> um, so obviously you mentioned, you know, you've had some entrepreneurship in your family that you've been able to kind of look at as guidance. Um, you've done a lot on your own and just kind of learning from scratch. If you were looking at or talking to other aspiring entrepreneurs that are looking to start a business or want to go on their own journey, what advice would you give to them? Um, I would say first do your research, you know, Look at what other people is doing. Like, yeah. don't try to recreate the wheel, mm. you know, copy and paste <laughs> forever. Mm. Copy and paste. Like, you know, our our base of our um, menu is like some of our favorite places, mm. you know, or some of our favorite dishes. And then we was like, oh, we don't have what, what other place has it here? What other place has it here? And we're like, no. So, you know, if we out of town, we can get it. So it's like. You know, what What do they say? Like, you know, somebody has a need, you feel it. So mm-hmm. 
that's what we were trying to do. Like, mm-hmm. all right, we don't have this. Lancaster doesn't have this. All right. So try to find those things on the list, the top list, or even if it is here, you know, there's no competition. You know, there's other people selling crab fries or other people selling wings, but it's just how are you going to shine outside of them? You know, so like make your wings with gold. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> gold do leaf that. or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like make make it make your food a thing make it yours you know you can copy and paste but make it yours and i feel like people will eat that up you know another thing is like (laughs) (laughs) but um as far as just like yeah being outside the box and um work at it work at it talk about it Mm -hmm. talk even if you ain't got nothing going yet just keep talking about it Mm -hmm. Start brainstorming. Make the brand. Like, I literally made Spice Kings with no kitchen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nothing in in my personal kitchen. Mm. So it's like, you know, if you want it, start talking about it. Start doing it or moving towards it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm making food and half the time it's in the fridge, (laughs) you know, and get thrown away. So it's like. You know, that was my investment. Yeah. You know, I was investing in in what it was and you know, it turned into something. So don't be scared to just go out and do it. Like if you ain't took that the lash tech test or whatever, still show you doing lashes on your mom or your sister or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, at another whatever. But, you know, just start doing it. If you don't start, you know, it's never gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. you said, if you you don't miss the shots if you don't take it. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious: is there uh, any things that uh, the community should be aware of that's coming down the pipeline for Spice Kings? Anything you want to promote? Mm. Uh, I would say we got the best wings in town. All right. Um, it's a bold claim. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So people are gonna have to go out and find out. Yep. Yeah. I I I want you to black if. If they not the best, then you know I want you to tag us and say it's not the best. Yeah. And I want you. Our crack sauce wings is the best wings in town. Y'all um, hear that? I feel. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're they're very they're up and coming. You know, like, but I I stand on our wings. Like, you know, like I go to a lot of spots and I'm very picky. So yes. it's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know some places their wings are steroid wings their turkey legs <laughs> yeah. like i feel like size matter mm-hmm. pause <laughs> and um you know like be authentic you know mm-hmm. like I, I see a lot of places they're just pouring out of the jar and yeah. tossing your wings like all of our sauces are house made mm-hmm. you know all of our wings fish whatever is hand breaded it's not frozen yeah. so it's like you know we're authentic, and that's why I feel like our wings is is top tier. Yeah. You know, so I I stamp that. You stand on that ten toe <laughs> sound, right? I stand on it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. So some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. All right. Top three rappers, best, greatest rappers of all time. Top three. Wait, is this no quick pressure. time or slime? <laughs> from, from, yeah, yeah. from drink chain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my drink. Yeah, we, we got water and coffee here. That's uh that's what we got. Yeah. Um you said top three top hip-hop. three greatest rappers of all time. I'm not gonna say Joe Budden. 
Um, I'm gonna Jay Z, Drake. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we got Drake three times so yeah. far. Um, and I'm gonna just say because his versatility, like his impact, is crazy. Like whether you like him or not, it is what it is. Um, that's how I feel about Eminem. Mm. But I don't put Eminem in my top because I feel like the last 15 years, it's been weird. <laughs> <laughs> but if if he rapped like when back in, not, not he don't have to make the same music, but yeah. if he was somewhat hungry as he was before, like mm-hmm. he's a top streaming artist ever, but yeah. he's just not on my top three. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Not to hurt feelings. I, yeah, so, I, I like older, mature Eminem, but that's fine. It's yeah, all good. It's yeah. all good. You'd rather have Slim Shady. I get it. Yep. <laughs> Slim Shady, Eight Mile, he went crazy. He did. <laughs> um, what's that? The Chronic, he went crazy. Like, um, but um, Jay Z, Drake. So Eminem is not in the top. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought that's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. I was. I'm gonna put Little Little Wayne. Before. Okay. Okay. Respectable. Yeah. yeah. Um and. Not just lyricists, I'm putting, you know, impact, versatility, um, hits, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I put Lil Wayne there. You know, a lot of people say Lil Wayne is, he was lyrical for a little bit, then he turned auto-tune. But if you look at it, like a lot of other people say, like, yo, his impact is crazy. Like, who you know have face tattoos? I mean, there it's always been face tattoos, but yeah. every rapper nowadays... They got face tattoos. They got dreads. Yeah. You know, like he he made this new generation mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much. So, you know, Jay-Z, he's the GOAT. You know, he he's another impactful person. For sure. You know, yeah. outside of whatever. And, you know, Drake is Drake. <laughs> it's interesting how the correlation between music and entrepreneurship that mm-hmm. sometimes you think beyond what the business model is yeah. right it's beyond just music beyond just right. like the business mm-hmm. what you were talking about earlier what's the brand that they carry what's mm-hmm. the impact exactly. that they have which yep. you know the some legacy. of legacy exactly yeah. you know some of the entrepreneurs that we help at assets like they are more known for the impact that they have mm-hmm. than the actual business model that mm-hmm. that or the business that they run yeah. so that's uh it's interesting to think about impact in general across yeah. yes just the piggyback off that like um we have a picture of Nipsey Hustle in our restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, the Ferris skin, they don't they ask like who's Nipsey Hustle, you know, oh. and uh, even a lot of people don't know who Nipsey Hustle is because he's a West Coast rapper. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that big until his last album. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people ask like, why did you put him there? Why is he up there? He's not in my top ten, you know, but that last album was crazy. Yeah. And is also neighborhood nip, you know, what he represent. Yeah. He represent, you know, giving back to the community. Definitely. He was a what philanthropist, mm-hmm. you know, like himself, yeah, yep. entrepreneur himself. So one of the early ones that talked about entrepreneurship as an artist yeah. that mm-hmm. like was mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't have to take these major music deals. You can go out and do this on your own. Right. Yeah. And give back yeah. to the community you came from. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that talking about impact, like that's what he means to me. Not so much could because, you know, for years, my cousin in Vegas, yo, you need to listen to Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> yeah. And I listen to him like, yo, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, his last album, 
huge fan like yeah. listen to it front to back mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's not where you start it's how you finish yeah mm-hmm. finish line yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um top three movies uh i'm gonna just throw independence day out there so okay. that's a good one yeah um i'm gonna say friday just because it like brings back memories mm-hmm. of a certain time in your life whether you were you know first watching it to watching it down the line like yeah. it just makes you think of different times and i'm gonna say belly i mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have been watching it when i first watched <laughs> it but um it's a classic just yeah just it teaches you a lot you mm-hmm. know looking at you know the mistakes they made in in the yeah. movie but i feel like it's a great storyline like it's it's great. <laughs> Top three restaurants in Lancaster. Hey, we know you're picking. Oh, in Lancaster? Uh, yeah, yeah, Lancaster. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Are we allowed to use Spice Kings for this one? No. I, I, I uh, outside I, of Spice yeah, Kings. Yeah, outside we, of Spice Kings. We, we know Spice Kings yeah, yeah, is yeah. your favorite. Yeah. Number one. Okay, two, three, and four. For the record, <laughs> I don't eat Spice Kings that often. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm around it so much. Right. But um, dang, top three. Belvedere is one of them. Um, those Caesar salads are very consistent. <laughs> very consistent. Like, if you want a salad, go to Belvedere. Um, I would say, I actually, work, I actually worked on the project, um, the Wilbur, Wilbur Factory. Yeah. It's called Blackstone. Okay. Bla- Blackworth. Blackworth, I think it's called. Um, I think. Oh, Route 66. Okay. Okay. That's my guy, but I've, I'm I'm thinking of like my categories is like authentic, yeah, um, consistency, mm-hmm. you know, like and uh, just flavors. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Route sixty six is I w- I would put that number one out of my three. Like, okay, <clears throat> so if you watching this, bro. <laughs> I get a discount on my next visit. Yeah. But um Be- best burgers in town or yeah, one of the best, best burgers, burgers in town for sure. The uh the tandoori tacos, crazy. Ooh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Or or like the Nashville hot sandwiches. Like I haven't been there in a while. I'm like, <laughs> I have to go up. back. That's where he's going right now for yeah. dinner. Yeah. And then um I'm gonna put proof up there because is that three or four? That was there. I mean, oh, wait, I said, if you want to throw another one in there. Um, route six. Oh, the, oh, so that's three. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Proof. Yeah. Shout out Proof because yeah. they show mad love, but that's not really food. Like, I really don't eat there, but just the staff over there yeah. and the drinks and how they do that over there. That's that's Good another one of my favorite yeah. spots. Yeah. But I really don't eat there. <laughs> but I just wanted to shout them guys out because yeah. they show mad love. Like, they pull up, get food. Like, yeah. Hey, Jermaine, next time you come in here, buy something, <laughs> eat, sit down, <laughs> eat something. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jermaine, for stopping by. DJ Mainline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't ask what your DJ name was. Uh, That's what yeah. it was? DJ, DJ Mainline. Yeah. yeah. So I still remember Jermaine coming into the cafeteria and going, okay, these these are the list of my DJ names. <laughs> And there were a couple there, and you know, we don't have to talk about them. But then I don't they were think terrible. Yeah, but DJ Mainline wasn't, it wasn't on, on there. The list. He came after. And he was just like, I heard this song, and I forget what it was, but it was like, "You're my Mainline" or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And DJ and it Mainline, stuck, it was. Yep. Okay. It was that, and then um, 
my cousin who, you know, ins- inspired me, his I got on the phone with him and his friend, and he kind of threw that out there. And I was like, I heard that before. All right, that sticks. <laughs> that sticks. Well, and to this day, I know people still reach out to him. Yeah. Like, it's mainline. Yeah. yeah. I just so literally yeah. walked past, like, on my way here, um, my guy DJ Image, he, uh, he was like, yo, I don't even know your real name. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was with his girl and, and um, she was like, yeah, this, this, I was like, my name's Jermaine. And <laughs> he was like, damn, I didn't even know your real name. That's funny. <laughs> That's like cousins in the family. You're like, yeah. this little, this JJ, yeah. what's your name? Yeah. yeah he, Tito, what? Yeah. What's your real name, Tito? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo, he did man, not man. know my real name. I was like, yeah. respectable. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, before we wrap up, though, um, where can people find you on social? Um, at Spice King's Kitchen on IG. Um, we also have our um, link there if you want to order online. It's better than DoorDash. No, no shade to DoorDash, <laughs> but it's cheaper for us. <laughs> if you got delivery from our Toast Tab link, um, you can find me, my personal, at DJ. Main with the E line at, you know, at DJ Main line. And um, yeah, we're also on Facebook. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We had such a fun time with Jermaine reminiscing about the past. If you haven't eaten at Spice Kings, make sure you do. And we're right around the corner from our big party, Assets at 30. We'll be celebrating 30 years of assets on September 12th, 2023 at Southern Market. The program will run from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and doors will open at 5.30 p.m. It'll be a convening of innovators, entrepreneurs, community leaders who are passionate about small business and ethical entrepreneurship. We hope to see you there. We won't want to miss out. This is the Built by Us podcast brought to you by Assets. Visit us at assetspa.org to learn more about the products and services we provide. And you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube.